Hi y'all, welcome to TrailerCast. I am Elise Snipes, and today we're just going to be, we're delving into daffodils and sacred work and the extension from last week's conversation around calling and potency and how do we know when it's time to start something, stop something, when we're in the thick or throes of our life's work. How's that for an undertaking? <laughs> Welcome to TrailerCast. Excited to have you here. Okay, here's where I'm at. I saw something this summer that it was um, I'm kind of one of those moments that brings you to your knees. So I like to call her my aunt. Technically, she's my husband's aunt. But our Aunt Sally lives in Julian. And she has been planting daffodils, that's right, the flower, daffodils, for, for decades in Julian. And it started as, as an act of honoring her late father. And she wanted to kind of have a living, like honorarium is the way that I would maybe put that into words. She began planting daffodils, uh, the daffodil bulbs, you plant them as a bulb, they look like onions or shallots and they come back every year. So I want to say that there are hundreds of thousands of bulbs have been planted in Julian. Okay, so stick with me for a second. Aunt Sally, as an act of love, as a way to honor her dad, began a work of planting. In the years since that has happened, more people got on board. Every year, people would be like, oh, I want to come plant with Sally. She would go to the elementary schools, and she would have planting days with the elementary schools. They'd plant them on their campuses, the middle schools, the high schools, um, all throughout town at Mom's Pie Shop, um, all over town. People would come, and they would ask for bulbs from Aunt Sally. She would come plant with them, or she would give them bulbs. And the entire town of Julian in March is covered with the most outrageous yellows and whites and the most just it's the whole I mean it's it, the whole town is in bloom I don't know how to it's like the, the whole town's a garden so this has been going on for years my husband and I have gone out there multiple times to plant with Sally or to, to now go to the daffodil festival so a whole thing has has come from has been generated by Aunt Sally, something that I know when she first began didn't know that this is the turn that it would take, and yet nevertheless, here we are, full daffodil festival, where people from all from the from Julian can come in and submit their entry of their perfect daffodil flower, right? The one that they grew from a bulb to this pl- this flower, and then there's judging and a whole situation and criteria for the shape of the petal leaves, and do they have all the 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 right amount of petals and the length and the color and the blah, 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 right? All the things. It's become a whole thing and there's prizes and it. it's just the most, it's in like, there's kid entries. And I don't, I don't know if, if I can communicate the full extent of how the whole town has been transformed. Every year there's the planting, the harvesting, the entry, the daffodil festival. It's brought commerce it's brought life it's brought color it's brought togetherness it's brought something that, like a like a centrifugal force people come to the center and it's happening in julian because of aunt sally and 
it's to me it's always been like I personally I'm obsessed with it I love the fact that there is such deep um deep joy a created purpose a sense of pattern or rhythm and it's daffodils right and watching Aunt Sally, watching her drive, watching all these people being connected and not even really knowing that it was Aunt Sally maybe necessarily who started it, but she's like the daffodil lady. And yet their, their story is changing as a, as a whole town. And now people from San Diego are coming into Julian for the daffodil show and the daffodil festival and things have changed. So this 4th of July... Every 4th of July, Julian has the cutest 4th of July parade. It's in the newspaper. I think it's called like the, um, the best little town parade in the country. So it's like a, it's a, it's a thing. All right. And we, (laughs) we went up last year and watched it and it was so cute. And I mean, it's pretty extravagant. There's like, there's real floats and cars and all, whatever, all, all horses and bands and all the, the, a real stinking parade. So this year, the theme of the parade was back in bloom, and Aunt Sally is going to be the master of ceremonies, the grand marshal. She's going to be the gal. And we helped to make her float, a full daffodil float, and there was like 15 of her like best ever-loving daffodil friends. They're the funniest people I've ever met. We all dressed up as daffodils, and I mean like H to T. Like we had daffodil flowers on our heads, and we all wore green, and our kids were there, and we're on the float, and Sally's the grand marshal, and right before the parade starts, the judging is beginning, and they're coming around, and they present Sally with two awards. One, the Golden Nugget Award for the float. Like she won best in show. The float is the best float in the entire parade. And then they present her with um, the Grand Marshal Award. And it also, it shows what she's given to the community and what it had to say about her. And she was honored, right, in this moment of being seen and recognized for the impact that she's had on the community and bringing Julian back in bloom. And I'm just on the peripheral. I'm just watching this. I'm watching her receive this Awards surrounded by friends dressed up as flowers and she received this recognition she was receiving a moment of honor of pause of saying hey you've done something beautiful and we recognize that and then the hoopla of the parade goes on, right? And we like are lining up our floats and that moment kind of like it's the moment is kind of in the atmosphere, right? But it's like now our, our attention is focused on the parade and coming into the town of Julian. And we're in the middle of the parade, okay? In the middle of the lineup. And <laughs> we start coming down the main drag and from all around us, people start shouting for Sally. Sally! Sally! We love you! Sally! Sally! The, Sally! There she is! The, the town, the people of the town, and this is a sweet, small, quirky community, you guys, are chanting her name, waving at her, 
Sally, Sally, you like the the just the uproar, people applauding and cheering, and seeing this beautiful woman on her like daffodil throne in the middle of a parade as the grand marshal setting an entire theme for the this parade and changing the entire community of Julian and I look at her and I see like like the tears in her eyes and I just I just am watching her take it in right a woman who has been just very dedicated to her own work and all of a sudden it was like the the heavens ripped open and the light is just on Sally like she's being recognized and this is not a woman who seeks recognition she is a very She's like the most regular person I know, right? Like she's not like that. She just is, um, just kind of goes, she just goes about her business. She's a really hard worker. So to see her be so extravagantly honored, it was breathtaking. I mean, I'm really like a moment where I'm like, I felt like I was like, I was going to fall to my knees. That is how big and, mo- and massive monumental this moment was. Like watching your town hundreds of people lining the streets you're in the center of your work and everyone is just calling your name it in some way it almost felt like heaven's reception like i i kind of imagine like like and whatever whatever you all or we all believe about what happens next right and in, in, in life after death that it felt like she just crossed the finish line and there was this ex- this whole parade there to greet her to be like yes you did it you did it it felt like that and so after the parade i you know came up to her i'm like sally like are you taking it in like are you taking it in and you know so then she starts crying and like kind of like wants me to stop right <laughs> but I can't help myself. I'm like, I wanted her to lock in the moment of like, how often do people get to see the impact of their work? Like in their life, how often do you get to have that type of celebration? And not that that's what it's for, but I just really mean it as a, as a, as an objective question, like on this side of things to get to know that you've done well, ah, it was, I was struck I was struck by the the power of that weekend and getting to watch Sally be so enjoyed, honored, known, recognized, right? And like she also was like hiding, if you will, in the center of the photo. Like she did not, she didn't want to like wear the grand marshal situation. She just was like, I just want to be in the in the daffodil float, right? And that's her. She wasn't looking for any type of recognition. Just wanted to sit in there, you know, dressed like a daffodil with the rest of her girls. And yeah, to really get to have that moment was an incredible thing to behold. So I'm sharing that with you. Um because I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since the 4th of July. It's now July 22nd. And I just keep thinking like I, I wouldn't might you know, when your thoughts wander off and they find like, I don't know, your grocery list or they find the things that you like haven't finished yet. Mine keep floating off to that moment on the float and watching Sally. And I think part of the things that keep unfolding for me when I think about that 
is part of the conversation I just had with Mackenzie, which is this idea around like calling and what are we supposed to do? Um, I've been stuck in my own hamster wheel around like, what am I, what am I, what do I, what am I doing with my life? What is my life's work? What do I want to be doing? What, how do I know that? Um, how does that affect my work or motherhood or relationships? Is there a job I'm supposed to be doing? Like literally, is there like, is there a career I'm supposed to be having? And I hope you can hear it in my language, supposed to. And there's all this like weird things I was applying to these questions because I don't necessarily live in supposed tos and shoulds. It's not my fabric of me. Um, So when I hear those questions, it felt like I was applying all this really interesting stuff and it's been about a year, yeah, it's been a year of a ton of deconstruction. It started last August for me, where I just felt like I was really fumbling with, am I a therapist? Do I want to be a therapist? What, is that, what does that mean? Is that, would I choose that now? If I was graduating from college today, would I, would I go back and do that degree? Would I, would I pursue this career? What is that? And I want to ask those questions. I, I, I'm curious about it. <laughs> you know, I kind of want to just like go all in. And I stopped seeing clients one-on-one this last year. I, I don't know. I just, I kind of just been taking things off and trying to see what comes back on and whatever. The point is one of the many points, <laughs> daffodils. watching Sally's joy and yeah joy in in the planting and in the getting of the daffodils and in the sharing with the community and watching the blooms come back every year and the people that are coming together you guys daffodils it's her specific form of offering and she's found it. She created it. She made this, you guys. It wasn't like Julian's known for daffodils. Julian's known for apples if it's known for anything in pie. And, and yet now daffodils, daffodils are on the map. She, she's created her own identity, another thing to her offering. And it just kept like, like she pursued joy, an offering of love. And it, and it looks like daffodils for her. And I think that was like the puzzle piece that, that kind of clicked for me this last, in this last month as I'm watching her. I'm like, where's the joy? Where's the joy? Where's the joy? What, for, for me, for you, think about that. What, where is the joy? What is your version of I plant daffodils? Is it, what is it? Is it in, and I'll just, I'm just going to reflect on my own, you know, whatever state for now. Is it watching a person come into their aha moment? Is it providing enough safety for someone to cry for the first time? Is it being able to help them find the words that finally say, like, that's exactly how I feel? To, so that they feel understood and, and, and believed. Those are, those are exceptionally potent moments for me when I consider the work of, it's been 16 years for me, 16 years that I've been in this career. 16. You know, when I think about the lives I've been able to be in the front row seat of, the 
the amount of collected stories and lives and moments and it's really the untwisting of oh the stuff that happens just as a, as a result of being human and to watch those threads be untangled and then we get a chance to to say how we say it's going to go now it's not a tangled mess it's clear i see it i choose i have choice i know i'm free that i that to me is has been the most intoxicating form of of work to get to truly see a person to get to be let in to the privacy of their experience and the questions that have gone unasked and the feelings that have gone unfelt and the tears that have gone unshed, all of it, right? And to invite, well, you know, if it's not really invite, because they hold the power, right? The people that come into the room, they hold the power. It's just getting to be there and getting to be like strong enough in my own self or far enough into my own work to be able to stand whatever anybody else needs me to bear with them. And it has been, and I can hear myself talking about in past tense because it feels that way right now. I have questions and ideas about finding that joy, chasing that joy, letting that joy evolve, watching watching it become another thing so starting out in therapy going into different roles clinical director roles or supervisor roles or working in treatment not in treatment in private practice and churches and lay counseling i don't know whatever like this just the things and then in speaking and then ditching all of it and just going to work in a trailer <laughs> I really do. I kind of laugh and I look back at like the journey. I'm like, oh my goodness, Elise. And then you went and got a trailer and that became your office. Of course it did. And that trailer has served as a vehicle of kind of like the evolution of my own work. Like needing to go and do my own thing and see it for what it was and wrestle it back into the space that I wanted it to be in. I didn't want therapy to feel sick. I wanted therapy to feel beautiful and also like right on the edge you know I'd park my trailer in the Doheny State Park so we'd be right on the beach and I just I like the idea of being on the edge the edge of the world the edge of experience um, the edge of awareness and some of the most beautiful like seasons of my life in therapy took place in that trailer started this podcast trailer cast in that trailer uh, had countless conversations and meetings with people the have the idea for weekends, the retreats that I lead in that trailer, thinking about like, wow, what would it be like to invite people into experiences that were longer than 50 minutes? What would it be like to be able to spend time with people, really get into it? What is the fabric and material of their life? What's their story they've been telling themselves? Where do they get stuck? How do we undo that? How can we just spend a little more time together and really get into it? And so for the last, since 2017, I've been hosting these private retreats and, and I don't know how to really talk about those experiences in a way that makes sense unless you've been there. I have never, ever seen work like that done. I've never, I, it's, it's, um, 
I've never been on the receiving end or the or the shared end of experiences like that where people come and actual like big big things shift okay and I'm gearing up for my last retreat (laughs) I'm gearing up for my last retreat it's going to be this September in Joshua Tree I I know it like I'm watching it come to an end instead of wanting it to come to an end. And I don't know what that sounds like outside of me, but what I know is, um, like, it's how you know when you're hungry. Like, you you just you know it. You sense it. You feel it. And then you honor it. And that's how this has felt. Like, I've been watching this type of retreat, and I'm like, I think it's, I think it's done. And, I, and again, this is my favorite work I've ever done in my entire life. I've never done something that I love more. I've never felt more in the intersection of like gifting and pleasure. And yet I'm like, this, this is, this chapter is ending. So I'm sharing that with you because I'm, I'm also in this little quandary of, Hey, if you've been thinking about it, (laughs) the last retreat that I'll be hosting will be September 9th to the 11th in Joshua Tree. And so it's now, if you're thinking about coming, and it's going to be a banger. That's what I keep thinking. I'm like, because I know it's the last one, I'm like, oh, it's going to be lit. Like, this is going to be, this is going to be the, the one, the, like the, the, the finale of the experience. And I am not totally a clear on the next part because I'm really focused on making sure that this retreat is is the final is like is the opus if you will so that is there's Sally in one thread if you're if we're braiding Sally's one thread the end of retreats is this other thread and then there's your thread it's this this thread of of calling, of understanding, like what is the thing that I hold on to? What is the thing that makes me come alive? And it, you guys, daffodils, right? And I'm not saying that as a way to diminish the incredible work that Sally's done. I'm, I'm, show, I'm sharing that story with you because I want you to understand that sometimes it's not what you think it is. It, it can be whatever you want it to be. Whatever the threat is, whatever we think about when it comes to calling, whatever we think about when it's like, what am I supposed to do with my life? Hey, it might be something you make up. Hey, it might be something, it might be daffodils, okay? Or it might be motherhood. Or it might be just, um, and I say just, like sometimes for me, I'm like, you know what, Elise? You know what is enough for you? That you survived your life and you're still here. Being alive. Being alive, staying alive might be my life's work living long enough to tell the story <laughs> that's no small thing what is your thing what's your thread as we weave these different moments together sally's experience and being able to create make invest and pour into her community through the form of flowers the questions that I've had as I keep following my own journey and career and work and what is mine and what is not mine and what is now and what is next 
And for you, what's your version of that? What's your thread? What are you pulling on? What questions do you have? What are you wondering about? What do you want to do? How do you know when you have found it? Is that an evolving thing? Are there big changes? Are there no changes? Where are you in your own thread of I'm here and this is what I do and this is the the work of my life or is that a static thing or an evolving thing? You know, and, and these are this this is exactly the way I'm talking to you is the exact way I pour my ish out to my husband who's like he is a man who has found the thing that this is his a I he's a fire person now, firefighter man. And that's his thing. And he's not looking to other or next or whatever. That's like, this is like what he's truly meant to do. And it's funny because I don't know that I have that for myself, but for him, I see it. I'm like, oh, for sure. This, 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 uh, scratches all your itches. It, it, it just makes so much sense. He's dropped into this career in a way that I mean, this, he's supposed to do it. And I don't know if I'll have that. Like, I don't know if I have a thing that I'm like, oh, Elise is supposed to do that. Like, it, it kind of feels more amoebic on my end that there's things that might, I don't know, what it, what are the things? And so I just, I wonder about what that's like for you. Do you have a set, sure, obvious thing? Do you have a thing where it's like, I am supposed to be a doctor. I am supposed to be a stay-at-home mom. I am supposed to be a writer. What are the things? Are there multiple things? Are you a yoga instructor, a photographer? Are you a chef? Are you, what are you? (laughs) Who are you? What's your thread? What's your portion and part of this conversation and the braiding in of, of calling and chasing joy and being able to be in the center of your authentic self in a way that you know it? The way that you recognize, like I would say, I, I know my name when it's called. I'm not like, huh, I wonder who they're talking about. <laughs> like that type of knowing. I Or, you know, I hear someone say mom and I'm immediately like, yes, I know. And I respond. That is where I'm at in my own calling right now. I'm hearing and experiencing um, some things ending and some things beginning and some things continuing. And my only job is to respond with joy and grief. There's a grief for me in the retreat. Like it makes me want to, I'm like tripped up about it a bit, but I'm also not confused about it. If that makes sense. It's clear and, and a lot. (laughs) So some things that I want to leave you with, I want you, I want to open up the idea of possibility so wide that your deepest calling might be planting flowers and also narrow it so specifically that it is truly where you feel like the most ah mm, mm-hmm. you know that deep sense of hereness do you, do you know what I mean where you feel the most exceptionally present aware purposeful in it, powerful, right in the center of yourself. That's the, that equilibrium. That's, that's how I know. That's how I know. Oh yeah, that's it. So there are a few projects on my own horizon. There's been a special, um, 
card deck I have been working on with my friend Sahar that's coming your way soon. This card deck is a playful return to your sacred self. That's the way that we've been um, conceptualizing this idea that if there are questions and things that you could hold in your hands as a way to move further into your journey, there's statements that you might need to hear our hope for this card deck is that it's play. You know, when you think about getting a deck of cards right now, I think about like, okay, I'm playing go fish with my daughter and we're playing King's Corner or whatever, right? But when you think of cards, it's play. And I want our work to feel that way. I want it to feel playful. Like, oh, I'm going to get that out. Oh, that's going to be fun. So it's play. And our work is to play. Our work is to play. Not just for kids, but for adults too. We, we will play ourselves home, Okay. And so that deck will be coming soon, and I will keep you posted on that. And then I'm still writing. I have, <laughs> ah, I have been writing the, I've been writing a book since 2020, and there's times where I'm not writing it at all, and instead I am cursing it and being like, I will never share this with the world. And then there's moments where I'm like, damn, that's that needs to be out there. So those are the projects that I have in my foreseeable future. Um. And then very dominantly at the, at the center of that is caring for my team at Radical Wellness. So thank you for listening to my diary. I <laughs> share my own moments as a, as a, as a way into maybe like a, like a playbook to be like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I know about that. Or I've seen that or I've experienced that or I don't know that yet. Or I knew that then. So I, I hope that Like my like dearest hope would be that as I lay out some things for you that it might offer you in times comfort, in times uh, curiosity, in times inspiration, in times just feeling held like, oh yeah, me too, me too. At other times a giant like, fuck yeah, like that sense of yeah, let's go, let's go, come pick me up. Like that, I, I, it, it, could, it could be all those things, right? As we lay out our lives for each other. So I hope you listen to this and then listen to it again and listen to it again and run your own story through it. I hope you live into and get to enjoy the most beautiful version of yourself as you are becoming and already are. Cheers. guys thank you so much for listening to trailer cast this podcast has been the most beautiful place of creativity and outlet and healing uh, and togetherness and i'm just so grateful that you're here um if you have questions for me if you're looking to sign up for my final retreat i would love to have you we still have a few spots left september 9th to the 11th you can find all the information for that retreat at elisesnipes.com I hope you have a lovely day. I would love to see you in Joshua Tree. Feel free to hit me up with any questions, needs, or support in order for that to come true for you. Cheers. Cheers.